0: one of those stories that circle around the great Twemble It's known as the Quarrel of the Two Swineherds, but I prefer to call it the Quarrel of the Pigkeeper Poets. Have you ever fallen out with a friend? Your best friend, maybe. You know how it happens. One of you makes a silly joke or says something you don't like, and then goes and laughs or grins in a funny way. You wait for your friend to say sorry, to realise that your feelings have been hurt. It isn't that bad, but it feels a bit as though you've trodden on an unexpected crack in the floor. Would it help if you went and said sorry yourself? But why should you? It wasn't your fault. You didn't do anything. It shouldn't be you that apologises. And then your other friends notice that something is wrong between you. Or they mean to be helpful, but they just make things worse. They start to take sides. And then it is too late to make things up. Neither of you can ever back down. Not ever. It's bad enough falling out with your best friend. But what happens if important people, kings, queens, rulers, fall out over nothing? What then? What happens when their people all start taking sides? What happens then? Well, that's when the fighting begins. There is an old Irish story about a quarrel. It's a big story. An important story. It was written down about a thousand years ago, but it was a very old story then. It's called the Toynbol the cattle raid of coolie, and the central characters are a pair of magnificent bulls, one brown, strong and wild as a bear, and one white sinuous as a salmon on the sea. And because of these noble beasts, everyone fell out with everyone else. King fought king, warrior fought warrior, friend fought friend, father fought son, even the two bulls finally fought each other in places all over Ireland. Nobody backed down. Many brave and sometimes stupidly heroic feats scatter the story like shining red jewels. But nobody won. No one at all. As the story is generally told, it began with a quarrel over nothing between a couple of friends, Queen Methav of Connacht and King Alil. Well, if they weren't best friends, they were husband and wife, and that really ought to be the same thing. One night, they both had a friendly argument. They started to list all of their possessions, and that's not a good thing to do. It may have started out friendly, but they soon became very, very competitive. They nearly got away with it. They matched each other in goods and cattle, horses and houses. Except for one thing. Alil had a magnificent white bull the Whitehorn of Connacht in his herd, and what particularly annoyed Mother was that the Whitehorn had originally belonged to her, but gone over to Allil's herd against her will. And so a nickel became an annoyance, and the annoyance itched, until it became a fury. Mother angrily turned to another old friend for help, this old friend. "'was her ex-husband, Concover, the King of Ulster. "'He had a fine bull in his herd. "'This was the brown of Cooley, "'a match in magnificence to the white horn of Connacht. "'She only asked him for a loan of the bull, "'but he was having none of it. "'He knew Mother well. "'He was perfectly certain that once she got the bull into her herd, "'he would never see it again. "'And so he told her, "'No.' and the people of Connacht and the people of Ulster, once friends, began to take sides. And at that point, neither Metherd or Concover could possibly back down, and Method started to lay her plans to try and take the bull by force. And so the sparks of a quarrel became the flame of a fight, and caught fire, becoming a war. And many brave heroes died in that war. Even the most famous hero, Kukulun. It is a great story. It's a story made up of lots of different exciting stories. It's also a sad story in places. But it is a very, very long story. And the argument between Medhav and Alil that led to the battle for the bulls, well, that isn't even the beginning of the story. There was once a quarrel between two pig keepers. It was long, long ago, back in the days before the land of Ireland was cleared of trees, when pigs were more important than cattle and horses, who much prefer fields to forests. It was long, long ago, back in the days when the mysterious other world of magic, that in Irish stories lies so close to our own, was one and the same as the everyday world. But then, there's always magic in deep forests. In those days, there were two pig keepers, and they were friends. Their names were Fruic and Rook. Fruic kept the pigs for the King of Munster, and Rook was the pig keeper for the King of Connacht at Crookin. Now, don't get it wrong. Being keeper of the pigs was an important role. The two pig keepers were as important as kings themselves. These pig keepers knew every path through the mysterious otherworld forests, and their special knowledge kept the pigs healthy, and the people well fed, and the land prosperous and rich. And as I've said before, they may have been called pig keepers in this ancient story, but later they would have become known as poet storytellers. Poet storytellers could tell a king what to do and what not to do. "'Besides that, the story tells how they had the power "'to shape-change themselves into any form they chose, "'and most pig-keepers can't do that. "'And they were the best of friends until... "'The people, their friends, meant well. "'They were proud of their poet pig-keepers. "'The Connacht people began to boast about Rook. "'He's the most powerful, they said. "'He has the best magic.' "'Well, the people of Munster were not having that.' "'Don't make us laugh,' they jeered. "'Anyone could see that Furuk has more magic in his little finger than Rook "'as it has in his whole head. "'No, they didn't mean to cause trouble, but trouble happened. "'They persuaded the two poet pig-keepers to take part in a magical competition.' Now, every year, both poet pig-keepers would lead their pigs to wherever the forest food was richest. Sometimes it was Munster, other times Connacht. They shared the land, keeping both provinces healthy. But now they were competing, things were different. First, Rueck put a spell of skinniness on Rueck's pigs, so that however much they ate, they went home skinny. Well, "'Those pigs hardly made it home, they were so thin. "'Everyone laughed at them when they reached their country. "'Your friend's power is greater than yours,' they told Rourke. "'It's not true,' he said. "'But in the end it was the people of Connacht who went hungry. "'You should have never have gone with Frook!' everyone grumbled. "'So the next season Rourke put the same spell on Frook's pigs, "'and this time it was the people of Munster who went hungry.' But now everyone was hungry and angry, and the King of Munster and the King of Connacht did something very stupid indeed. They sacked their poet pig keepers. Yes, they took their pigs away from them. Now it was the poet pig keepers' turn to be angry, and they completely lost it. They turned themselves into two hawks called Ingan and Etje, Wing and Claw. For two years they squawked and screamed in the trees outside the palaces of the kings of Connacht and Munster and nobody got any sleep. But after two years of screaming, the shape-changing poets were beginning to enjoy the competition and now with no pigs to care for, they decided to continue to test their powers each against the other. It was chaos and very noisy. Let's try something more difficult, they shouted, and they turned themselves into strange sea creatures, blov and blov, whale and seahorse, and one of them leapt into the shannon and one creature dived into the river shore. They made their way down to the bottom of the sea, and for two years fought each other from beneath the waves, and neither river or sea was safe from their turmoil in that time. Then, for two years, they fought as antlered stags, fought until both their territories became nothing but barren stones. After that, for two more years, they fought as warriors, rind and foiver, point and edge, with weapons of sharpness and piercing, and no one could get near them. The next two years they spent as spooky and scary ghosts, scoth and scyth, shadow and shield, each seeking to frighten the other at every opportunity. Now that was a bad time for both Connacht and Munster. After that, for two more years, they became strange dragon-like worms flying through the air, and in this time the lands of both Connacht and Munster were lost under snow. It was cold, all the time, freezing. But eventually the two poets became weary. At last, exhausted and shrunken, they fell out of the air. No more than tiny worms, crinrock and trinrock, dewdrop and sunbeam, plummeting down and down. And one fell into the spring waters of the river Cronin Cooley in Ulster. The other slipped into the spring of the garrod in Connacht, And that should have been the end of it. The end of them. And so it seemed it was. Time passed. And passed. And passed. Then one day a cow went to drink at the well of Cooley. She drank more than water that day. She drank down the worm that had slept there so long, the worm that had once been frog. And after a time she did what cows do and gave birth to a fine bull calf of the deepest glossy brown. This magnificent, mighty bull, once grown to full size, became the prized possession of the King of Ulster. Yes, the Don Cunha. And the other one, who had once been ruwagged. A cow in connacht swallowed him as she drank. She too gave birth to a fine, bellowing bull calf, white as morning. And when full grown, he became the Finvonach, the White Horn the cause of contention between Medhav and Alil. And so the two poet pig keepers lived on to meet once more in wild competition. And once again, the people of two provinces took sides and the quarrel became the ruin of both. So whose fault was this quarrel? The poet pig keepers? Well, they were egged on by their own people. It first encouraged a fight and then sacked when they did. So was it their fault? Mother, can cover. Was it their fault? That's the trouble with quarrels. So easy to pick up, so hard to put down. But it is a good story and maybe what is left behind is a reminder that it's a good idea to listen to the storytellers and never, ever ignore a poet. And as the poets and storytellers have always said, a good story is always worth the telling.